hey, Yellow Jackies or Squid Gang, who's listening? I don't know. Uh, we are You Don't Know Jackie podcast. It's Jackie Andy here. I'm with Corey, Jackie, Rachel, Jackie, Brandon, normal crew. And, you know, uh, we haven't Squid Game's been off for a little while. Yellow Jackets just ended. And we're trying to try something a little bit different now. We have a feed called a You Don't Know Jackie View. Um, Obviously, we have our original show, You Don't Know Jackie. But this is a You Don't Know Jackie View. If you want to look that up and follow it, uh, we're going to be covering different shows, whatever kind of piques our interest. You can write to us, give us some um, suggestions. Uh, try to also maybe have some more listener interaction. We really enjoyed talking to some of the listeners about Yellow Jackets. So right now uh, we checked out the show that's on Freeform and then Hulu Next Day, Single Drunk Female. Uh, Pretty good show. If you guys want to check it out, listen to us talk about it. We have a nice little fun conversation, maybe loosen up a little bit, maybe get to know us a little bit more too. So yeah, if you like us from either Squid Game Podcast or Yellow Jackets Podcast, definitely please check us out. Follow a You Don't Know Jackie view. And yeah, communicate with us what you guys want to hear from us. Uh, and yeah, any reviews, comments, anything like that, be happy to talk about on air. So that's uh, You Don't Know Jackie Podcast at gmail.com is our email social media mostly everything is you don't know jackie um except for twitter which is jackie podcast so go follow us on there and um putting out our first episode of you don't know jackie view where we talk about single drunk female and you'll hear that next so rachel (laughs) hope you enjoy the epi welcome everybody All the, I don't know, any Jackies out there where You Don't Know Jackie podcast. And this is the You Don't Know Jackie view. We're going to be talking about this episode, Single Drunk Female, new show coming out. I'm Jackie Andy, joined with Corey. Say hi. Let the people know you if you haven't heard us before. Hey, guys. uh, Longtime podcaster. (laughs) Going doing this every day because it's nothing better to do with my life. No. no, it's just as Corey, proud member of the Jack. You don't know Jackie family, and uh, you can catch us on many other podcasts talking about your favorite shows, such as Squid Game and the mass hit Yellow Jackets. You're not that proud though, because you refuse to call yourself Jackie Corey. Yeah, that that's Jackie Brandon. He takes the Jackie moniker. And this might be the only time. You can pull the episode. And we also have Jackie Rachel. Hello, I'm Jackie Rachel. <laughs> so, well, yeah, we're going to be talking about single drunk female. And right now, if you're, you know, want to subscribe to our feed, we also, you know, we're just really big fans of TV. Uh, so we like to check out different shows on well, Netflix, HBO, Showtime. Obviously, like Corey said, we've covered some other shows in the past and we want to see, you know, be able to just talk about what we like some of the Netflix shows maybe if we you know since everyone binges them maybe we'll watch it in a binge and talk about it um we want to be very interactive with our listeners so um yeah that's basically it but right now 
single drunk females on Freeform. Also, then next day on Hulu. Uh, this is they released uh, episode one, the pilot, and episode two, one day at a time, together. So we'll be talking about those two episodes. Uh, stars Sophia Black Dialia and Ali Sheedy is in it as well. Uh, first thing to start off, we were wondering, Jackie Rachel, do you know the reference of the title? Are you familiar with what the title is referencing? Um, no. We're right. Brandon and I guessed. <laughs> no, Jackie Rachel is not going to know the reference. Corey thought yes, and then he said, what am I thinking? No, you're, you guys are probably right. Jackie doesn't know Kevin Costner. She's not going to know. Uh, <laughs> there's a movie from the early 90s single white female so maybe i don't know if that changes your opinion of the title at all or what you thought about the title before this but it's a play on the title of that movie okay which i actually have heard single white female before like but the out of the movie just like in the zeitgeist well i thought um like i thought that this uh, title single drunk female was a spinoff of of some other title but i thought like single white female um well when was the movie made 92 i've never seen the movie but i feel like i've, I've heard of it yeah well i wasn't sure if you were like think like single white female came in as like one of these like age sex location type of things or like and yeah. so you were thinking it was something like that. Yeah, I like I actually just looked it up and it was not what I thought. If anything, I would think it was like a comedy. But no, right. it's not a comedy. It's not more of more of a thriller, something, you know, definitely. Um, I like the nameplay though. I don't know, Corey, what do you think? I thought that was really good nameplay. And um, I do think that, you know, if you're a fan of yellow jackets, you might like single white female because some of that stuff might happen as that goes along, especially mm-hmm. with the character named Misty Quigley, possibly. <laughs> but um, I was not expecting to uh, to like this show. I saw it uh, basically just going on Hulu as just seeing what the latest thing was. And I was like, you know, what? let me let me take a look. Let's see how bad this might be. And I was pleasantly surprised. And I suggested this as our next venture of covering shows and as we'll discuss i hope everyone agrees with me this show i don't know if this will last you know five or six seasons but i think as long as this goes i think this could be a really fun interesting perspective on you know as you know they even say in the second episode or at the end of the first about you know drinking as a disease and how you go and become better one day at a time yeah, so yeah, that just started off. Yeah, you do. We meet Sam, our main character, Samantha. Um, she's drunk on the job. Uh, every, everyone's kind of giving her a side eye. She's walking around with a water bottle that I guess is filled with vodka. Yeah, not not functioning. Not, There's not hiding it anyway, but she thinks she can do her job when she's drunk and, and all of this. So, where is everybody? They're so late. So unprofessional of them. You should talk to them. The meeting ended 10 minutes ago, Sam. You're late. What? Someone changed the meeting time and didn't tell me? That's messed up. Nope. It was probably Austin. Nope. That kid sucks. He's had it out for me since day one. Sam, you. he's like genuinely very jealous. Sam, you're drunk. What? You're holding a bottle of vodka right in front of me. This is water. It's water. And honestly, can I sm
sober, juggling, I mean, come on, you name it, I could do it. This is ridiculous. We're not winning Pulitzers here, man. I don't want to, like, rain on your parade, but, like, hey, here's ten dogs that look like the cast of Gossip Girl. Sam? We see, you know, in the beginning of the episode is basically where she gets fired from her job, right? Uh, I think... I do think there's a lot of comedy, right? Because they're like, oh, she's like, I could do this job drunk. Come on. Like, what are we doing here? We're not winning any Pulitzers. Here, What is it? Here's 10 dogs that look like gossip. The cast of Gossip Girl um, is one of like. Rachel right off the top being a big fan of Gossip Girl. I'm sure she. Uh... Well, yeah, I thought that, that was funny. <laughs> yeah. So it's because she worked for some one of the a website biz. <laughs> you don't want to get sued by, you know, BuzzFeed or anything. So, you know, I guess. Uh, you yeah. I mean, I thought that scene was really, really funny and really well done. That's one of the reasons, like, a lot of times, you know, you, my rule is always, you know, you watch, like, the first three episodes of a new show to get a feel if you think it's good. Because pilots are usually, like, the hardest thing to really get well done, especially in comedies. But right off the top, that gag really worked for me. And I was like, all right, I think I'm in. And, you know, I think, like I said before, I think comedies are really hard to judge. But I think this pilot was really paced well and really done well, especially that opening. Yeah, I guess one thing I'll point out, we also see kind of maybe her inner struggle because she has almost this thing about what are we even doing here? Like, what am I doing at this <laughs> job? What are we doing? Just like waiting to die kind of thing. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Anybody, Jackie, Rachel, anything about the the firing scene? Um, I mean, she goes on a whole spree about, oh, I know you're firing me because I'm a, wo- a woman. And <laughs> this whole thing. About, I mean, I like, thought that that stuff was patriarchy. funny. I, thought, <laughs> I think that the scene was kind of like ridiculous. Right. Um, yeah. Like, and I mean, yeah, she did seem out of it. I don't, I don't know if like she just seemed like severely hung over to me at first. Like. I didn't think she'd be walking around with a water bottle full of vodka, but I guess like after watching more, I would believe that. Um, But also this, like I would want more context on like the lack of boundaries she has with her boss, how she feels like emboldened to say that stuff, even if you are drunk. Um, Yeah. And then as he, he calls security and she even feels comfortable enough to start like, wrestling the phone yeah <laughs> too bad so sad i'm right. staying in your office i'm I, occupying the i space. didn't want to do it like this because you no choice what are you doing i'll tell you what i'm not doing is i'm not putting my hands on you and moving you myself because that's not cool all right that's a cuomo and i'm not doing that i know Corey probably liked that he called security because he wasn't gonna touch her and move her out of there he says that's a cuomo <laughs> and i'm not doing that i i do wonder if that was one of those last minute like rewrites into the script with all the stuff that happened with the New York City governor Andrew, Andrew Cuomo and all of his misdeeds and stupidity. I mean, I, I thought that was very timely and very well done. You know, that's one of those jokes that I think could land for some people or be over the head for others. But I do think that was really funny. And I, and I thought that whole interplay was really good. The one thing that I find interesting, and this is just me, of course, over dissecting things, but do you think in her mind, do you think she actually thought the meeting was at that time or was it just as, mm-hmm. you know, a drunk? like just wanting to say oh yeah this is everyone else is wrong i'm right knowing that the meeting already happened and she knew she was late oh i oh i thought maybe you thought she was like purposely sabotaging herself because maybe she didn't like you know she felt like maybe the job was below her i know we find out later 
um, that, you know, she always did well in school and stuff like that. So I, I was thinking maybe you were suggesting um, that. Uh, no, I think she just thought on her feet. Um, I don't know, unless she just didn't want to go to the meeting and said, oh, I'll, I'll show up late and just say. I, I think that might be over dissecting. I think that she just <laughs> like it was out of it, showed up late and is like starts going on a tangent about oh everybody else is late and she was i forget the guy's name who she was blaming austin (laughs) (laughs) yeah austin hates me but yeah so i i just think it's funny he asked he's like yeah uh security this is biz (laughs) uh there's a burglar here come up here (laughs) i I feel like i recognize that actor yes i know and you know what i was gonna look it up because yeah i do know him and is he john glazer is he in that yeah, show? Why do we know him like recently? About uh, Jack, I feel like you actually recommended this show to me. It's it's this like comedian. Um, she's the female lead, and uh, in the show, she's also like a comedy writer. She's a daughter. I'm sorry. Yes, is he in that? Is he like the her best friend in it, or is that a different person? No, it's a. I think that's a really different person. Oh. I don't. I don't wait, she has. Yeah, because I, mean, I was going to look it up too, and I I didn't. Yeah, but I recognize him. You know, yeah, obviously uh, has been in a bunch of stuff. I don't know. There was something like recently where it was sticking in my head. Oh, he was in um, a Don't Look Up. He plays Meow Man. I don't know if. Uh... Yeah, but not no, not that. I mean, I don't know. I know. Um, I think it, Girls. He was on Girls. Um, oh. Also in um, Search Party, Parks and Rec, and stuff. Search, oh yeah, Search Party more recently, I, I guess maybe I saw. It was in an episode of uh, Kevin Can Fuck Himself, which uh, was, I thought, a pretty good that re- show. Yeah, that was a recent watch, too, I guess, not too far away. Uh, anyway, yeah, but I don't know if we'll see him that much anymore. That That's the thing. Uh, but I did like, when I saw him, I said, ooh. I read, I read that he'll be back, because I really enjoyed him in this scene as well. And I as much as I enjoyed the first couple of episodes, I wish we'd seen more of him because I, yeah, I'm pretty sure this was his only scene, but I did read that he will return. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, but he gets whacked in the head in this scene from the phone when she's, you know, this is the aforementioned Sam. (laughs) And it's like, I was just saying something honest and the patriarchy couldn't handle it, Uh, whatever, but that, you know, it cuts away. She's drunk in court. It almost looks like, or just totally, you know, sitting there out of (laughs) it. Yeah. The, the gavel woke her. Yeah, I mean, this is, that's pretty extreme, I think. Um, we see her doing community service, picking up trash, whatever. Um, and then we get a sobriety calendar. She went to rehab, 30 days sober. Do you, do you like that element of this show where yeah. they're going to keep on having that tick, basically, that graphic of how many days? So yeah. do you think that can work for a full, this thing's like four or five seasons long. Like cross fingers, it lasts that long. But if that's going to be a constant clock on, do you think that gets older after a while? Or do you think that's just a really no. good way of uh, Why I do don't... you think the show's going to be four or five seasons? Because I'm hoping for good things. I'm a positive, caring <laughs> person. I, I like it. And I also think it would have a really big dramatic effect. Like if she's doing well and, you know, a lot of times, uh, unfortunately, people do slip up later. Like we see that counter getting higher and then it goes back down to zero I think there's a big uh, effect on that. I think it's, 
you know, that, that, that is something that's interesting when you hear people openly talk about that, like where you're like, you feel like you've made so much progress and gotten to, you're at a certain number and you have to like then reconcile with the fact that, nope, it's like one day at a time I'm starting at zero. I have to be okay with that and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, well, if those are her chips in the, like the picture the image, yeah. I mean, she's got to get up to like some time under her belt at some point. Well, but that makes it even harder to see the counter go down. Yeah. Mm. I mean, like this could be, this show could have been, you know, single drugged female, single fat, well, uh, all different mm-hmm. things. All, I'm just saying with the idea of all of these addictions that people have, you know, drugs, food, gambling, you know, drinking. Where, like, as someone, I'll use sample. I'm a severely overweight person, and you know, when you lose, when you lose a good amount of weight, you feel like something positive happening. But the minute you know, like, you reach a plateau, and you then you start to go backwards, and you got to start from the beginning. So I think that's right. When so do you be, think there would be a good device if, uh, in that case, if it was a scale, right? If you were seeing someone and you're like, you know, pounds down, pounds down. But that's the thing with weight loss though there is like a little bit of an up and down it's a little bit different than like a finite like no you had a drink you had you did something and that was against it it's you know you're at zero i I think it is a good device i was just wondering you know what other people thought i think that's it's gonna work and especially i think that there will be moments where just to make this show go and continue to grow i think that there might be times where she's like you know she gets her 60 day or 30 or 60 day chip and all of a sudden she has a relapse and you got to start over again I mean, one of the elements where we see, I think it's in episode two, you have with uh, the, the possible love interest. He says the idea that, you know, you got to be a year and one day sober mm-hmm. have sex with, you know, somebody who was a former, you know. Right. Or relationships in or general. Relationships. Which... I could see that, you know, as an element, maybe at the end of season one or maybe in season two, if it gets that where, you know, she's at, you know, like 364 days. And then all of a sudden she relapses and then all of a sudden oh, well. the clock has to I mean, that's an yeah. overestimation, but you know, yeah, yeah. No, right, I'm surprised right. that nobody that like nobody told her that off the bat. Generally, when you get a sponsor, like they, I they mean, kind I, of give you the rules. They give you you get the the big book and you get like the rules of AA. You have to work the steps. Like we she's been going to meetings and we haven't seen any of that. And she has a sponsor. So the well, fact I think that- it was I think it was only a day. I think it was to be fair, it wasn't that long. Um, maybe. I think it was mm-hmm. three days possibly. Yeah, or maybe it's been uh, a week, even like when we get to the counter. I guess we have to see when that conversation comes up. But I, I don't disagree with you, Rachel, because uh Jackie Rachel, sorry. That <laughs> especially <laughs> I, I, if it's court mandated, that they they try to give you some more structure. Yeah, I mean, that's something I think is pretty, I mean, I was aware of that, right? They don't suggest people be in relationships. Like, that's definitely something that's more common knowledge, I thought, at least. Uh, I don't know anyone, the rehab, I think, was called Serenity Always. Mm -hmm. Not. (laughs) I was like, I saw Serenity, and then I was like, what are we, Serenity Now? Do they have a play on Serenity Now in there? I thought we were going to see Nathan Fillion or Kate Beckinsale in a... And, and uh, seen as a result, but uh, wait, I do think that <laughs> Serenity, Serenity, Serenity was the name of the ship in um, yes. Fire Firefly. Show uh, uh, okay, and Serenity now is a Seinfeld reference, Corey. Oh, okay, I did not know that. I'm... Wait, you seriously didn't? Oh, know god, that? you guys might as well be speaking another language right now. <laughs> you want the leg room? Say you want the leg room, don't blame the mechanism. My dad, we're five blocks from the house. 
Sit sideways. Like an animal. Because of her, I have to sit there like an animal. Serenity now! Serenity now! What is that? Doctor gave me a relaxation cassette. When my blood pressure gets too high, the man on the tape tells me to say, Serenity now! Are you supposed to yell it? The man on the tape wasn't specific. <laughs> Look up Serenity now. Corey. Me? No, uh, no, Corey. Uh, <laughs> um serenity now um and or uh, and seriously Corey, i mean watch, do you know about festivus for the rest You'll of like us I know, I know i know the festivus for the rest of us okay so i thought maybe you i know the soup nazi i know a couple of references but i'm not i was never a seinfeld guy or a curb guy i know i'm a terrible human being as a result um i think when she's leaving this rehab though uh you can see she's kind of like in my mind like crossing boundaries with this therapist sydney like first you're like who's she talking to that she's like oh we can't you know uh can i get you know phone numbers or this or not, that or not just in your mind yeah i think anybody's mind on that one yeah, yeah. she's like let me dm you <laughs> <laughs> but again generally like they don't just like release you into the wild they give you some kind of resources so you can carry on like your healing maybe she didn't read any of it <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she seems like the type who's just gonna just sails through life on her her street her perceived street street sparks, and but you know one of the things that you guys are bringing up with the rules and the structure, I don't know if the average TV viewer would be bored by those like little details. You know, I think when you're doing a TV show, you have to go and go, jump from point sometimes from point A to point C in order to keep the story going. I mean, I'm sure that there might be a scene down the line or a deleted scene in the pilot of maybe that happening. But I don't know if the average viewer is going to be like, oh, great, more procedurals about, you know, this or that, that may or may not be funny. So I think sometimes you jump from like the rule book of what you can and can't do. And you create that as you go along as, you know, we're supposed to be learning from her. Mm -hmm. Or if she, if she's not paying attention or not taking it seriously, then it puts you, the viewer, uh, you know, maybe you're more in line with her, right. You know, like mm-hmm. as if maybe she was told the information, but she just let it go over her head. But uh, her mom calls out to her from the car. Uh, the you know, uh, Ali She from the Breakfast Club, which uh, mm-hmm. well, I really should have. Yeah. No, she knows the Breakfast Club. Yeah, I do. Oh, don't be ridiculous, Corey. Sometimes we wonder. <laughs> was she like the goth? Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, or the um. The outcast, what is it? Yeah, what I guess. Yeah, the outcast. Was that what you just wanted to say? Uh, yeah, back in the 80s, we were outcast, not goth. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean, we? <laughs> I was just an outcast. I wasn't goth. I could have pulled that look off. Uh... Hello, Smother. Hello, beauty girl. Is that your New York apartment in one bag? Can you not, can we not on the seat because it's clean? Okay, it's not. It's fine. <laughs> Thanks for not making me take the tea. Oh. <laughs> Who's that, your rehab boyfriend? No, it's my therapist, Sydney. Did you just talk about me the whole time? Yes, mother, it's all about you. But yeah, basically. The So uh, yeah, she's hurry up. I have to get to my spiritual book club meeting at two. And the speaker, I mean, obviously, uh, I don't know if you guys know, we just covered Yellow Jackets, Book Club, big in Yellow Jackets. And it seems like Book Club is coming up big in this. Um, 
so uh, she calls her smother, you know, kind of funny, right? Um, <clears throat> and <laughs> the mom asks if the, the therapist is her rehab boyfriend. <laughs> She's like, oh, who's that? Your rehab boyfriend? Uh, they're back home. We see her in her room. There's pictures of her friends up there that we meet later. Um, and she's, you know, that she's getting ready. Uh, well, to- you skipped something that stood out to me. Okay. When they're in the car and, and she goes, what, did you talk about me the whole time? The mom. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, not everything's about you. But then she's like, yeah, basically we did talk about you. And I thought well, that was funny. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I really, I, I was, I really enjoyed that as well. I mean, it's that relationship of when you need to get help, what, you know, you have to figure out your bigger issues and, and the relationship that this mother and daughter have. Yeah. And you'll see in episode two. With like, what do you, Corey, what do you think if you were in therapy, who would you be talking about most of the time? <laughs> uh, Jackie Endy and he's hurt my life. <laughs> and he'd be talking about the Browns <laughs> and how they've traumatized him all <laughs> these years. <laughs> I love how Rachel knows sports reference against me. It's me <laughs> Quick, uh, Jackie, Rachel, what Browns? What city? Cleveland. Oh, she got it. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Cleveland baseball team, Jackie, Rachel. Let's get. Let's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Cleveland. Any other football team that's non-metropolitan area. You also see in her room on her bookshelf a bunch of Scott Fitzgerald, uh, some mm-hmm. else is there, Jack Kerouac, uh, Dorothy Parker. She seems pretty well read. Yeah. And um, like, a, I, you know, obviously maybe she's in the orchestra. There's like a Boston Pops thing, too. I, I noticed in her room um because i know they bring up violin later but even though it looks like there's maybe like a cello or something in the room yeah so she's gonna meet her parole officer again she has an interaction with her mom in in the bathroom um you know so i guess you know whatever if anyone thinks anything about their dynamic based on the conversation from the bathroom when are you getting all tarted up for i have an audition for chicago national tour really going to meet my new probation officer well let's hope for your sake he's a man because men let things slide when you're pretty oh, thank you for saying i look pretty while i hide my withdrawal sets you're welcome can you refresh me about their conversation I, well, yeah i don't know i just don't want to like skip over stuff but i also don't want to like harp on things if everyone's you know watch the episode um yeah i don't know she's saying maybe thing- hopefully it's well, a guy your parole officer is a guy yeah, oh oh yeah <laughs> yeah Men it's let just, you get away with things when you're pretty. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, according I to the that, smother. Yeah, I think that, like, from the second you see them interact, like, you know that they, like, have some issues. Mom's a narcissist, and she's probably caused, mm-hmm. um, like, she's probably, we're, boundaries are going to come up later, but she probably had very poor boundaries their whole childhood. And uh, now, uh, like it's it's coming um, out in Sam's adulthood. Yeah, to jump ahead, we'll like we do learn some things later. I don't know how much of their this and their dynamic and their own personalities is based on the the father. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the her, the parole officer. I mean, this is a little bit comic relief in the show. It seems like she's on the phone a little bit. About- yeah, her, I love her parole officer. Yeah, fa- <laughs> this is a family. She thing. is great. 
my sister's husband just died. Well, he was 87. Uh, he, he, you know, he lived a good life and now she's rich. So uh, it seems like they're going to keep going with that, uh, you know, when she sees the parole officer. I think you it's know. another example of just these small little things that this show has done with comedic timing and yeah. little jokes and jabs at perceptions in society of, you know, with, you know, people marrying, you know, older people for their money and, you know, different things like that. I think I, like, I agree with you guys. The, the social worker, I think, is a really shot. She doesn't have many scenes, but every moment she's on screen, she makes count. So I think it's mm-hmm. really good. Uh, and she doesn't she doesn't have a name, right? No, you know, what, and does, I wanted, yeah, I didn't. Re- and I because I wanted to see like, oh, is it on the desk? But I didn't notice it like on the desk anywhere. Well, uh, oh yeah, look on. It's great, it's... and I just, I love the way it ended, and she barely even said anything. She was just. I had one bad day that turned into a class A misdemeanor, otherwise known as reckless assault. Yes, but I did a thirty-day rehab program. I picked up enough trash on the side of the road to make it all good. You know, I, I did the crime, but I did the time, and I'm not sure why I'm here. You're here because someone got you the best deal I've ever seen. Well, I think if it was the best deal you'd ever seen, I wouldn't be sitting in your office. I'd be watching every version of Pride and Prejudice ever made. Okay. So the state of New York has put you under my care. And as part of your probation, um, you'll need to attend meetings every day for 90 days. Go ahead and get someone at the meeting to sign that for you, okay? All right. I'm just spitballing here. What if I hit three meetings a day for 30 days? Some, Some fast math. I feel like could just get sober real quick. Okay. You know what? <sighs> yeah, because there's, uh, you know. It was just so funny to me. Yeah, just, yeah, what were you going to say? I think, she, you know, that, yeah, she has this, like, no-nonsense attitude. Sam's kind of glib about the whole thing about, oh, well, you know, oh, she's had one bad day that turned into a Class A misdemeanor, and the, <laughs> she says, yeah. otherwise known as reckless assault. Okay. <laughs> reckless um, assault. <laughs> Uh, you know, she's like, no, you know, I did my time, you know, I did the crime, but I also did my time. It's well, you know, you got a good deal. Like, well, why am I here instead of watching every version of Pride and Prejudice? I don't know if that's a good deal watching every version of Pride and Prejudice. No, I haven't seen any. I don't. Yeah. Jackie, Rachel. Um, no, we've probably we've not gotten a good deal. See, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, uh, if we get enough patrons, maybe we'll watch a version of Pride and Prejudice. And I, when I say us, I mean Rachel and Jack. Um, but I think this was another, and maybe I'm wrong here, but without just blatantly saying it, they basically say that because of her white privilege, she's treated differently than others. They're saying, you know, any other mm. person would have gotten, would have not gotten such a sweetheart deal. And then once again, you know, in the second episode where she says, I thought you should have got 60 days and you basically got, you know, with 250 hours of community service and having to be sober. And I, like, I really enjoyed the fact that they didn't just knock you over the head with something that, at least in my opinion, is something that they're trying to say on the fact that, you know, due to the fact right. that she's had everything and the principle of white privilege and everything. I, I do think that was really well put together without just like knocking you over the head with saying good point. No white privilege. Yeah, good point. But yeah, but so they say, oh, you have to attend one meeting, you know, a meeting every day for 90 days. Like, oh, about if I do three meetings in 30 days, trying to like, you know, figure out a way to get out of it. I mean, still going to 90 meetings. I mean, three meetings a day. Uh, You know, what else? That's going to take a big time suck out of your life. I guess you'll get it done faster, but I don't know if that seems like 
the right way to go. Um, and then the probation off the probation officer, she she said, uh, "Okay, you know what?" Her to say something, but she's just so frustrated. I thought that was really funny. Oh, and her character's name is Gail. Gail. Okay. So they're they're at the meet. Now she's at a meeting. She meets Olivia. Um, she gets a text from Felicia. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> that about wow. like. I like how they did the voice, like, you're back, bitch! Yeah! Good time, Sally's! Woo! I'm like, oh, that's not good. That doesn't seem good, you know, um, since we know she's going on this sobriety journey. Good time, Sally's doesn't seem like a good place to go. Uh, She also meets James at the meeting. Um, And I think, you know, there's a funny interaction, too, just when Olivia's there and like whatever what are you doing here you know something about like she's like yeah like I'm just like so awesome all, all this like all these things I've racked up and I think she's epic that <laughs> was funny um I think James is I mean who knows if James becomes a love interest I mean, that seems like the the way that they're going but James mm-hmm. seems like the nicest guy in the history of yeah the James seems like it seems like one of the people you're like oh what like what was your past? Like, you can't picture him, right? With a maybe, you know, I mean, I don't know how, or how long has he been in recovery? Well, I um, think that that's not part of the point is they're trying to show like um, all the types of examples of like addiction, like that you sure. wouldn't even expect Olivia, it. Right. Even Olivia right. too. But also James, it is sort of recent because it, they met I at feel- a bar he talks about last Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. So, and he, you know, we get a little insight that like, oh, we can keep this thing a secret or whatever. Then it seems like Sam doesn't remember him. And, uh, you know, he's like, yeah, we met at Good Time Sally's and then we met in the bathroom. Um, and so, I, I, I really do think that it was, and I, I guess you'll bring this up in a second, but when she looks him up on, on Instagram, I love that they play that joke and pay it off in the second episode of him with all these pictures of all these dogs. And then they pay it off with that, you know, in episode two, when you find out what he does when he's, when he's drunk, I thought that was really well, really well done as well. You're back from New York, bitch. We got to celebrate a good time. Sally's tonight. Who's this? Uh, This is Samantha. Samantha, say hi to James. Hi James. Hey. So what brings you here today? Oh, uh, public intoxication, destruction of personal property, almost blinding my coworker, being awesome. Sounds epic. I'm gonna go check in with my harem of sponsees. Excuse me. Yeah, no, of course. Great. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, yo, so we can keep our thing a secret unless you wanna talk about it or we can just pretend like it never happened. Talk about what? Last Thanksgiving. Yikes, you don't remember. Oh no. <laughs> There's a lot about the last 12 years I don't remember. Yeah, then forget about it. Don't even worry. I didn't say anything. It's fine. Forget about what? Okay. Last Thanksgiving, you and I met at Good Time Sally's. Met? Yeah, we met at Good Time Sally's. We met once in the bar and uh, once in the bathroom. Uh, okay, that's enough. Yeah. Go sit down. Yeah, nice to meet you, Sam. It seems like such an innocent in a way think to be doing with it with his um when he's drunk or whatever the with the dogs um that was funny i i did find the james on instagram but (laughs) 
it's like the counts like wiped uh yeah so i i she does say you know there's a lot i don't remember in the tw- last 12 years so i don't know if that's i guess it's, it's 12 years the amount of time like is that one she started know? when she was 16 because i think they said in the show she's 20 she's 28 yeah, she's 28. I, I, I do wonder if, I mean, we don't know, maybe we'll find out as the show goes along, when her father actually died, but I do right. think that maybe the drinking might have something to do with as a coping mechanism. Yeah, even though it seems like it was... Um, More recent. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, well, based on then we get this, or the conversation with Britt, that Britt brought it up, that, you know, maybe it was more recent or just escalated. You know, maybe she was always, like, fun-loving. It wasn't to the degree, you know, it was... I don't know. I don't know what, you know, why she said 12 years though, but um, <clears throat> she tries to just get like her paper signed. Olivia's kind of like, listen, if you need here, give, here's my number, this and that, like, you know, she's probably seen this a lot where people come in and they just want to sign the paper, just sign the paper, go through the motions. Right. And not really give uh, the program a chance. Yeah. I mean, I think the first part in any one of these, you know, programs, like I said, I've never had an, uh, an addic- I've had, you know, gambling and food and different, she never had an alcohol or drug addiction, but I think the first thing in any of these things, you have to go admit the fact you have a problem. And I think that she still hasn't admitted she's had a problem yet at this point. So, you I mean, right. this is just all part of, you know, just being her, just being her in her daily life of, you know, things happen, she just moves on and, nothing's really being taken seriously by her at this point. So, I mean, I think that's why like with the meeting, she's not the, like when she comes back later on at the end of the episode, it's so much so hard for her because it's actually a little bit of the realism of what people go through, you know, and it's just not, Oh, I decided to go out drinking with, with Felicia and this happened and you know, who cares? The prodigal father returns. Wow. You actually learned something in Catholic school. Oh, I have one of the good ones. Yes, you did. Oh, Yeah, well, it cuts over from the meeting and see we see her sitting at Good Time Sally's. Uh, she looks as water. She's looking at that not another yet another James Instagram. A lot of James. I mean, we have a patron James, right? So there are a lot of James. Uh, the the name's popular. Felicia shows up, super excited. Um, you know, also another funny character. My sister's an asshole, and Zach's a little TikTok star. All right, she orders two beers and two shots. Let's party like Tom still with the Patriots. Did you get um, that Jack, Jack and Rachel? Yeah. Yes, I got that reference. <laughs> but I, you know, and then I guess it puts them in Boston. You hear the accent. Well, she's got like a in. crazy accent. Yeah, like nobody yeah. else has a severe accent like that. Like I thought she was like joking around at first, but she seems to carry it through. So yeah, I think that that's just her accent. Yeah. Better or worse accent than, than Allie from Yellow Jackets at the reunion. It's very, it's some reminiscent. The Sam tries to, you know, oh, no, no drinks for me, none for me. Uh, and then, you know, looking at it, oh, geez, okay, but stop me at two. Um, 
calendar goes back to zero I did days. appreciate, though, I did appreciate that Felicia didn't really put any pressure on Sam to drink, which no, I right. was not expecting. Yeah. But she ordered two beers and two shots. That Ooh, is yeah, pressure. but this was, yeah, I guess. Before, Who does that when your best friend um, just gets out of rehab? Well, Why she, also did she suggest to meet at a bar? I guess that's just their place. They always, they hung out together. I guess yeah, they, but I, I, I don't, it, it's true. <laughs> what yeah, Jackie Rachel well, is saying. They're just setting you up. Yeah. But consider also how the smother acts later on in the episode. It, that oh, yeah. yeah yeah that's what I I agree also uh, it's, it's you know you sit there going though and I'm I know I'm taking devil's advocate here and I'm sure I'll get hate from this from people who comment we, we do appreciate all comments we'll read them is the idea that do you go I understand in the beginning when people do have a problem you should be more sympathetic but like when you know later on the episode with the mother you know you have to are people supposed to change their whole entire lives to go and you know, for the benefit of someone else's, you know, if, if you're someone who can handle your drinking, do you never drink when someone else <laughs> does have a drinking problem? No. Well, I don't know if we should wait thing. until we get to with the mother on that. I don't think oh, no, I 31 agree. day out of rehab and being, you know, however far down the line, there's a difference of, oh, we're just, we're not like going to a social event that we have to go to. We're saying let's meet instead of at someone's house at a park at you know whatever to meet at the bar i get that was their bar i don't know if yeah to play devil's advocate um for felicia i don't maybe yeah felicia was like oh yeah she went to rehab but it's not like she doesn't have a problem maybe she i don't know how much they've seen each other she's been in new york right so maybe if she's going by Sam's attitude, Sam saying like, oh, the job was a bore. I could do it, whatever. They overreacted on me. Now they sent me to this stupid thing. Like, you know, if Sam wasn't taking it seriously, maybe Felicia was like not realizing how much of an issue it was. That's a good point. And that Sam actually then just was deciding herself, like maybe I should take this seriously. Uh, but yeah, they, um, yeah, you get... <laughs> Oh, it's just, uh, you know, one day at a time, I'll start over tomorrow. And then you get a whole montage of da- partying, dancing on the bar and whatever. They see Brit and she's calling her, oh, it's a backstabber. Let's run her out of here, blah, blah, blah. We find out that, um, you know, she's getting married. She has like a, you know, bride thing on her maid of honor. Chantel is there. Chantel doesn't seem too fond of Sam. You know, I like it. She was like, oh, well, you know, it's a small town inevitable, like kind of, you know, hating on the relationship. Uh, so Britt is going to be marrying Sam's ex-boyfriend, Joel. Um, he seems like a real winner in episode two. So, oh, all right, we'll get there when we get there. Uh, yeah. What What does anyone think about the, the dynamic of uh, of that, you know? how that kind of thing someone you know someone dating someone's ex-boyfriend everything that goes along with that and how you manage those kind of feelings any any thoughts anybody never have a slice of your skank cake yeah ouch <laughs> how dare she show her face in my let's run her out all right i'll try but i ate a lot of chicken pot. Oh my god peace yourself Oh my God, it's Sam. Hey, Sam. 
Nice hat. Yeah, it's Chantal, of course, to wear this. You and Joel are getting married. Yeah, I didn't want you to find out this way. Right, don't be sorry. Come on, you guys have been together a long time. This is like pretty small town inevitable, right? So do you guys want to like hang out with us? You can have some cake. Felicia, do you want to have a cake with the gal who's marrying my ex-boyfriend? <laughs> I would never have a slice of your skate cake. <laughs> well, I, I think it depends how good of friends they were. Oh, girl. I understand how this question comes from logical thinking. She's gone now, she's taken. But I'm going to give you the emotional standpoint. That's going to be a hell no. Because okay. once he was ever mine, you know, I've, everyone I've been with, I love. Like, no, you're my friend. No, that's a hell no. The trust is officially going to be altered. I would be like, I'm sorry, when did this attraction start? Exactly. When we were dating, that's when it started. And wow. now you're gonna like slip on in. That, like oh. Carrie said, is a hell no. Once no friend of mine, mine, make your own list. That's right. <laughs> make your own list. <laughs> like, okay, go ahead. Like, do you think it's wrong to date someone's ex is there a certain amount of time that you have to leave yeah but also like how serious was the relationship like these people are getting married now like their relationship is really serious at some point i feel like you have to let it go that it's your ex like did they date in high school like mm -hmm. you know they were were they engaged like i don't think so so then you kind of you have to like if they're really your friend you want what's best for them you want them to be happy Unless he did something like cheated on her and, and was like awful and like assaulted her or something, then I can understand you never wanting oh, your yeah, good friend to be like with your ex. More so jealous of it. Yeah. But, yeah. I, which I think like let let it go. <laughs> so we find out later on not only does Sam's mother know about mm -hmm. uh Brick getting married to Joel, but she's attending the wedding. So if you're the mom, what do you do? Yeah, I mean, yeah, people are always stuck in the middle of all of broken relationships. There's always, you know, the friends and the family casualties. And it's one of those things that's interesting to see, you know, like a lot of times when people break up, you know, you separate friends and different things. And if you're invited to something like that, one part of you thinks you want to support your daughter. But the other part is like this girl. And it's blatantly shown even in the credits on the fact that the, the three of them used to be super close friends mm -hmm. and kind of what broke them up was the uh, Brit going and st not stealing the boyfriend, but, you know, basically the equivalent of, you know, breaking the guy code, you know, almost type of thing. You know? so <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't know if that's what, uh, who we don't know when they got together, if, if they were friends at the time, if Sam was away in New York, if they had, you know, we don't, like yeah. Pictures like in the, in the credits, you see all the pictures of, the, of her with, with Brit as, as you know. Yeah. But once you walked in her room, you saw them too, but we just, didn't meet them yet right oh just one thing i wanted to say was i think that the two uh these two actresses brit and felicia were really good and you know i hadn't i hadn't seen them in anything before but i thought both of them you know really hel held their own in uh in, in both of these episodes and i thought especially in this scene i think the the, uh, the lady who praised brit i thought was really good in the scene mm-hmm um, well, yeah, so they're having this interaction in the bar and Sam like almost pukes. She runs out. Britt follows, um, you know, Britt wants to kind of talk to her. 
uh, she starts like an average little catch up, like, how are you doing? And then you get, oh, yeah, you know, with my mom. So it's like Grey Gardens on acid. <laughs> Again, uh, Rachel, a reference? No. Can't say that I do. Okay. <laughs> Very, uh, yeah, Grey Gardens um, d- dysfunctional uh, relationship. Uh, but uh, then, you know, she asks her about rehab. And this is when we see Sam says, oh, this just proves like I can control my drinking when I want to. Um, that's when Brit, see, Brit must feel some kind of guilt, I guess, because she says, well, she, I think Sorry. It's, she cares about her. Oh, yeah. Well, clear, yeah, clearly. Otherwise, she just would have let her leave. Yeah. And not ran out to talk to her. Yeah. And, you know, uh, based on our previous uh, podcast, you don't know Jackie, uh, once again, the, the beauty of Uber and Lyft coming up, that could have been a help, but someone didn't want to take them. So I don't know. It's uh... yeah. The... <laughs> well, I don't think they put up a big enough fight for stopping her. I would have uh, like, Jackie Rachel. Um, Jackie Rachel, I could not agree more. <laughs> she, um, w- Xander was on his way, <laughs> but <clears throat> four point eight. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that was just mandatory so my office wouldn't sue. You know, it wasn't a big deal. And obviously a huge waste of time because I can control my drinking when I want to. Look, Sam, I just, I want to say I'm sorry, okay? You know, since you blocked me on all social media, I thought this was my one chance. Are you sorry about the hat or the marrying my ex? I'm just a little confused. You don't have to be a dick about it. You know, Joel and I have been together for a long time and you guys have been broken up for a long time. Sam, life moves forward even if you don't. Oh my God. That was beautiful. I gotta get that tattooed on my butt. Could you just not do the whole victim-y thing right now? You know, this is exactly like when I got first chair violin and you got last. Out of three violins. Why do you keep bringing that up? Okay, I just... <laughs> but they, yeah, uh, whatever. Sam has her blocked on all her social media, so I guess that's why she's saying I wanted to apologize to you. Uh, we find out that, like, oh, she says life moves forward even if you don't. We get this thing like this is just like you're jealous, like when I made first chair violin, and blah, blah, blah. so we see, yeah, you see how long their friendship has been going on, and you know, that's when we find out about Sam's dad passing away. The fact that Britt brings it up, and Britt says that she came to New York and waited two hours and got stood up by Sam sitting there eating edamame. Not a bad way to waste uh two hours, Corey. Edamame fan, uh, sometimes I love edamame. Yeah. She also said in response to life has to move forward, even if you don't, she said, Samantha said, "Uh, yeah, uh, that's very nice. I'll get that tattooed right on my butt. She's really, (laughs) really funny. I also think, um, yeah, you should have got like, get something, get like California roll or something that, that is that like insinuating that the edamame is like free bread? Cause I don't think it is. They're not going to keep refilling edamame for you. (laughs) (laughs) See Sam, they probably were both, pretty uh overachievers maybe in school maybe there was some kind of competition and obviously you know we find out how um sam did maybe she feels some kind of jealousy there with her career where their careers went to bring up the fact that she's a doctor you're more important than everybody blah blah, blah. And then whatever we go sam goes to leave they you know they do try to persuade her not to drive you say jackie rachel what they should have like tackles her down or something yes are you kidding me of course they could yeah. have taken her yeah the two of them if that definitely. was my best felicia friend, could have done it on her own she's probably, going down like to the With ground that accent? <laughs> definitely. 
your, well, yeah, your friends she, be going down. Yeah, she physically definitely. picked her up at the bar. She could have done more. Oh no, Sam. Hey, Sam, Sam, wait, Sam, you can take a drop. Please. I know you hate me. Just let me take you home in the party bus, okay? Yeah, well, I don't know if you can call it a party bus if it doesn't have a stripper pole. She's right. Hey, Sam, no, look, there's no stripper pole, but there is a disco ball. You love a disco ball. Xander, it's 4.8 size and he's on his way. Enough! Where is she going? You guys are okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, so yeah, but they're suggesting the party boss lift. They have like lift coupon, whatever they are. Uh, you know, right? I said Xander's off his way. Um, she hits into the dumpster. It, obviously, like yeah. Very serious thing, drunk driving. But mm-hmm. when she starts going, they're like, what is she doing? I don't know. At least she's going slow. <laughs> it's like she gets into the dumpster, then grows forward into the party bus. Um, she wakes up, and basically, that she's been sleeping in jail. We find out she called Olivia from the AA meeting, and Olivia bailed her out. Uh, so, you know, then we get them in the car ride. Uh, Sam's kind of talking about like, oh, you, you just try to like convert people at their most like desperate moments. And she's like, no, but no, I do appreciate it. You're like the last friend I have. Olivia's like, uh, we're not friends. What? Like, this is not, I can be, you know, you're, um, I think she asked her, well, would you be my sponsor? Right. <laughs> um, Seriously, uh, you're like my last friend on earth. So <laughs> I am not your friend. Right. Of course not. Could you be my sponsor? Oh, I don't know. I have seven sponsors, but two of them don't call me, so maybe. Do you know what a sponsor does? We get coffee and go shopping. We get coffee and we talk about alcoholism. You ready to do that? I don't know what that is. (laughs) What am I supposed to do? Just try to be a person. Brush your teeth, take a shower. You make your bed every day. Is the make your bed thing metaphorical or should I really do that? So I, th- the, I think she's a much better sponsor than Susie was from Yellow Jack. The, <laughs> the advice um, she gives, like, try to be a person, brush your teeth, shower, make your bed every day. Corey, is your bed made? Gotta go. Maybe. I... My guess is I my guess was when I watched this, I said, Corey's bed's not made right now. I did definitely brush my teeth in the morning and uh, took a shower. So two out of the three definitely happened. I'd have to I'll have to get back to you on the third one. Anybody else? Make, what do anyone else think about the making the bed? I make my bed every morning. It's a good ritual. That, like yep. it yep. makes me feel like a person. I agree. Brandon? Too personal? Uh, <laughs> Brandon, Brandon doesn't have a bed. <laughs> Brandon doesn't sleep, so anybody knows. Brandon only sleeps like hanging upside down like a bat. And just that like <laughs> fifteen minute <laughs> clips. That's how long he sleeps for. <laughs> so uh, yeah, can we, which, quick, you know, can we quickly go back to jail? I just thought there were a couple. Of, I don't want to go to jail. When Olivia and Samantha woke up screaming, "Who?" I don't know. I just thought that was funny. And then mm-hmm. she said, uh, describing her voicemail when. She, 
is describing all the things she said as she was crying, which is obviously not funny, but the, the whole thing about the fried chicken sandwich. I thought that was mm-hmm. good. Yeah, yeah. So she, she gets like a little bit ridiculous when she's drunk. Oh, yeah. I mean, there are many different types of drunks. I mean, you've got the super chill, relaxed drunks. you got the ones who go start to fight. Angry. you got yeah. the angry. you got the Jackie drunks. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I do, I do think that's what, I mean, and sometimes it turns, like, I don't know what Sam, you know what I mean, if it starts out in this fun thing, and then there's a turn, because obviously, yeah, obviously she assaulted the boss, um, it seems like she got angry with that thing over Brit, like, there is a, a flip switch, but I think, yeah, that can be something that's difficult for people, too, because some people, maybe right off the bat, like, they could see their anger comes out when they're drinking, other people are like, no, I'm fun, I'm having a good time, but then, they're also being reckless and putting themselves and others in danger. Yeah, um, some people steal dogs when they're drunk. I mean, there's many different people. Yeah, Right. It seems like Sam doesn't want to go home, uh, but you know, Olivia drops her off. Um, the, you know, her mom, they, you know, have a conversation. Uh, her mom's like, you know, I'm done. It's like 24 hours. You're out of rehab and you're ready to show up in jail and blah, blah. Like we said, we find out about the Brit and Joel thing, um, that she's going to the wedding, like we said. Um, the, the mom, her name's Carol. Um, she says, you know, I had to pay all this money on rehab and, and I can't get my neck uh, lift or whatever, neck tuck, I don't know, whatever she said. Um, <laughs> so she says like, no, you know, you have to pay me rent. So I don't have any money. I don't care. Like, that's like what my book group says, not my problem. And I'm like, wait, is this really a book? group or is it Al-Anon like what is you know I don't know why that's a thing that the the, the yeah. book club says Matt, uh Sam also do... said she couldn't sit because she was covered in 50 kinds of urine and every STD yeah a lot of great writing on this show but and then she put her jacket later she threw her jacket onto the couch though like it's like all right don't sit stand there um, I mean, Allie Sheedy is, and I know that I even starting off the show, I said how much I enjoyed her in many other things in the past. But I think Ali Sheedy's playing a really good character here. And it's this is all about tough love and responsibility. I mean, we could say that, you know, mo- maybe the, the mother is a narcissist and everything else. But mm-hmm. I do well, think a lot of this is just finally setting some sort of boundaries. Yeah. And some of the but- way she does it is unfunny comedy where she's trying to go and be stern but at the same point trying to still show she cares i mean like well yeah you know what what she told bob about i I agree with you i'm with you Corey, about the performance particularly at the end rachel go ahead that like her whole boundaries thing is ridiculous because she obviously didn't have boundaries when they were younger and now like she's setting them against her daughter well, we don't, like I, don't know, we, I don't know if we have like too much of an indication of when she's younger, though. Yeah, I mean, we, we don't know much yet. I mean, I think a lot of things are subtext, except with the father oh, and everything yeah. else. I do Maybe, think- I guess, what does Sam say? Where did you to- get the idea that the mom's in Al-Anon? Oh, no, because no, she said, um, my book, it's not my problem, was what my book club said. And oh. I was like, I was like, wait. Is that like a, a book? Is she really in a book club? Because she brought up this book group before or whatever, a spiritual book group, blah, blah, blah. So that's why um, I don't necessarily, I don't, I don't like a lot of the things the mom does and especially the what comes up later. And even in this conversation, I do think it's like, if she's even, this is the point, like, I understand your per- perspective, uh, Jackie Rachel. Um, 
but you can't just because you've never sent boundaries doesn't mean you can't, there shouldn't be a time that you would start. Right. So I think it is good to set boundaries. And I think that is something they do tell people in Al-Anon. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think she takes Sam's addiction seriously enough to actually go seek out Al-Anon. Like I don't think she thinks she's that affected by it. Yeah. Or, well, or she's dealing with her own problems. Um, But yeah. So I don't, I don't disagree with you. Um, I think we see that more later though. Like we haven't seen all of that yet. So I was like, okay, like I didn't really like her, the attitude she left to like, oh, I'm doing great job. Boundaries. And I was kind of like, ugh. but I was like, all right, no, but that is correct. You do want to set boundaries. But then as the episode goes on, I do have a different uh, opinion. Go, Go ahead, Corey. I think this is one of the good things that Apple TV does, Hulu, a lot of these places where you're getting more than one episode in the uh, when they debut that you can go and some of the things that maybe they didn't truly flush out in, in the pilot that people may not like a character by doing this method of either two episodes or three, you get a better understanding and a fuller version of the characters. They think if we just watched episode one solely of Single Drunk Female, most people would think that the mother is this terrible, overbearing person. But as you watch things that happen in episode two, I think she gets worse. You think she gets worse? Really? Yes. I don't know. I guess for me, that's, and we'll talk about the end, that scene between uh, Sam and Bob with Bob saying, you know, what her mother has told her about her, I think shows that a lot of the stuff that she's doing is just a a facade and just a tough love and trying to go and actually be a better parent than she most likely was in the past. And maybe that's what you do. You just like, you're on a date and you just pump up your child and making you seem like you sound better. But I don't know, that scene really helped me understand the Ali Sheedy oh, character more. I, I do think that was nice. And I think Sam appreciated hearing that, even though that, yeah, that is way ahead. But I think there's other things in between that, that. Um... Yeah, I don't, I've never questioned if she loves her daughter or like, like doesn't think highly of her in some aspects. It's just that the, like, the way she goes about it. Like she probably never tells Sam that kind of stuff to her face. Yeah, I, I she, some people who have a hard time, you know, actually showing their true feelings. And sometimes it goes out. I mean, I don't know every, everyone's you know relationship with their parents, but I mean, I'm sure there are points where if you're talking, if your parent is talking about you to someone else, their true feelings, some of them, they, they may don't feel comfortable. So saying, you have to go and hear from somebody else that they were talking about you. No, but I think that's, but, I, but that is also a trope a lot of times in TV and movies where, you know, a child doesn't truly know what their parents think of them until either they're older or that another person has said something. And all of a sudden the, they realize that all the stuff that they felt was terrible and being manipulated different things was they were doing it because this is how they were able to show, you know, how they care. And they were just doing it in the wrong way, but they really did care about a person and everything else. I mean, I I don't think this is like something to like look for though. Like, I don't think this is like a thing, you know, I I don't know. I I get you could forgive. This isn't going to be a Jeff situation. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We we go over to the parole officer um, (laughs) on the phone about. Oh yeah, like oh the boat. I don't know if I can have a boat. Blah, 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 blah. Talk, you know, talking about a boat, and then she's like, oh, okay, my sister, she's still grieving." In quote air quotes. Sorry, my sister is still grieving. So your lucky streak continues. 
That's funny, I don't feel very lucky. Oh, well, the judge assigned to your case approve your pretrial probation. And that means? I mean, I recommended 60 days of jail time. What? But with overcrowding and good behavior, it would have been like two weeks. But that judge, he overruled me. So, so what is happening? Oh, you're not going to jail. Oh hmm. my God. No, 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 no. But over the next 12 months, you will need to complete 250 hours of community service, maintain your sobriety, go to meetings, and complete driver's ed because apparently you can't drive without getting drunk and hitting large objects. Just know that if you make so much as one slip up, you're going straight to jail. So stay on your path and your case will be dismissed within the year. It's your choice. Seems easy enough. <laughs> Let's be honest. You make it hard. She, uh, Gail, sorry, Gail, uh, the parole officer says that she thinks Sam got off easy. So what we're talking about, about, you know, what she suggested, even though she's like, well, I suggested that, but it would have been two weeks, yada, yada. <clears throat> so she says over the next 12 months, 250 hours community service, maintain sobriety, go to meetings, complete driver's ed, because like clearly you can't like drive anything, you know, whatever it is. And we know from You Don't Know Jackie could take a while to complete driver's head. <laughs> Perhaps some people, 13 times. Some people take the road to 13 times. I, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I hope they keep up the thing with Gail with like being on the phone when she walks in. I think it's like it's a cute way to like reveal a, about a character, you know? Yeah. Yeah, me too. And again, I just love how she like it's obviously a difficult job that she has and uh difficult to be effective you like you don't want to be too sympathetic so i just love how she told her right to a fa her face yeah I'd, i would have recommended a couple months in jail and she and she had no issues doing it you know uh, no sympathy yeah i know <laughs> well i think yeah she wants to make her feel like yeah this isn't like oh i don't feel sorry for you you know you're doing you're making these choices hi uh, hi i have three days I want all the booze and all the sex and all the drugs all at the same time. You want to come in for a cup of tea? It's not blow, but it's all I have. Oh, that's all right. I only do coke to help and drink more. Come on, are you serious? Way to bury the lead. What? I'm Olivia Elliott, and this is Off Our Talks. You're a listener. <laughs> Big time. Big time listener. Yeah. Can't believe you're an alcoholic. Anyone could be an alcoholic. It's a disease. Yeah. I just meant like, this is a lot of stuff to get while you're drinking. Oh, I didn't get it while I was drinking. I've been sober for 10 years. But the cash and prizes don't all come at once, so don't call me next week asking me where your mortgage is. I won't. Don't even have a job. So sobriety calendar says three days. Uh, Sam, we see Sam on Olivia's porch. She's like, you know, I want all the booze, all the sex, all the drugs. All right, come in for some tea. Uh, we find out a little bit more about Olivia. Uh, it's Olivia Elliott. She, I guess she does like some off our docks. Uh, uh, you know, I know she's won a Peabody and like, you know, seen interviewed or been with all these people, you know, um, picture with her, Michelle Obama and stuff like that. Uh, she's been sober for 10 years. Um <clears throat> I, she gives her a little bit of help in saying one of her sponsees, Mindy, is looking for a cashier at Giovanni's Market. She talks about like, you know, you just have to let like something with your higher power. And Sam says, 
I knew this was a cult. So um, the cults also, you know, yellow jackets, cults, and, you know, connections everywhere. I know we've been talking about that a lot. So Giovanni's. Yep. I'm proud of you. Definitely did not think you could do it. I'm really sorry for crashing your car. Don't be dramatic. It was 12 years old. They don't even make parts for it anymore. So what are you going to do? What are you doing? What? That you could have one glass of wine. No. No, I can't. Unfortunately, that's not how it works. I can do this though, right? That's okay? Yeah, yeah, you can do whatever you want. Phew! <laughs> not that it's a big deal or anything. Yeah, well, it turns out I can't. Apparently, alcoholism is a disease. And, uh, boy, do I have it. <laughs> do you just say you have a disease? No. You don't have a disease. I know what a disease looks like. Leukemia, for one. Right. Yeah, look, I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to bring up that. A I disease really... is when you can't walk from your bed to the bathroom. Right. I hear you. Seriously. I was just trying to say that, like, it's recognized as a disease. You can, you can look it up. That, that's all. If you want to call yourself sick, call yourself sick. But don't judge me for having some wine at night because everybody wants to have some wine at night. It's hard to be a person. Um, well, yeah, the Sam's with her mom. Um, mom's saying how she's happy about the job. This is when you get she's drinking wine. She pours two, like, pours one in another glass. And I guess Sam's glass because it wasn't even a wine glass. It was like a water glass. Um, and she's like, oh, I thought you could just have one glass. So then I'm like, I'm like what? She can't be serious. Come on. And then I'm like, is this a t- is she doing it as like a test to see what Sam would say? That's what I thought. I thought it was a test, but I mean, I don't know. Rachel? I think it's an example of how she seriously doesn't take it. How she doesn't take it seriously, rather. But do you, because it could go either way. Do you see what we're saying is like, could she have been like testing her to see how serious Sam was taking it? I, that didn't cross my mind. I mean, this is something I've seen in other shows like Sopranos, for instance, like Christopher's recovering like Mm -hmm. heroin addict and Tony's like, oh, like, come on, you should be able to have a glass of wine, like, to celebrate. Like, people do, do not get it. They don't understand. They, and they think, like, you should still be able to, like, that, or that drinking when you're an adult is part of being social. I think also her follow up will, like, you know, am I still allowed to do this? And, and how defensive she got about it. Like, nobody yeah. was saying she had to alter any of her behaviors or habits. No, I think. This is what I think, though. I, like, uh, like I agree. Everyone says like you don't have to change your your habits. You can have. Do you really need to have a glass of wine though when she's like three days sober? Like this isn't you know. Can't no, have but she she's like she feels like she shouldn't have to probably that she shouldn't have to change her lifestyle for her daughter for her adult daughter. Like it's her problem to deal with like her alcoholism. It. I get when it gets to the point where you don't want the person that's, you know, in the program, you don't want them to feel like you are changing your actions because of them. Right. Like mm-hmm. th- that's the thing. Oh, don't do it on my behalf or anything like that. If it was um, my kid, I, I like wouldn't have alcohol function. around at all. No, I know. For, I mean, if like you were going out some more amount of time, yeah. three days, I wouldn't even have um, wine in the house just so that it's like out of sight, out of mind. You're just making things a little bit easier for somebody. 
if you really like love them and care about them, then I don't know why it would be a big deal. But yeah, I didn't I, like it. I don't know, I'm going to bring back up the the idea, like when it comes to like an, somebody who's addicted to food, you know, food and stuff like that. Are you saying you know, that I, I'm, everyone? No, hold on. Everyone has addictions. So does that does that mean that if you're living with someone who can't stop themselves from eating chocolate, does that mean? You never have chocolate in the house again. And no, we didn't say that. We said, though, when you're three days out of some program or when you're starting a diet and you're just starting it like, yeah, that's not so bad to do to hide it somewhere, to have it where it's unknown for somebody or something. I don't think it's that difficult, uh, you know, to give someone like a little bit of respect to to do that. I I, I mean, I can understand that. But at the same point, though, I think that. I'm not going to sit there like, oh. But chocolate's so good. I need chocolate. Yeah, chocolate <laughs> specifically, I'd be like, that would not be hard. If you if you're really craving chocolate, go out. Like when you're when I'm at work and I eat a chocolate bar, like uh I come home, nobody's gonna know. But are you supposed to like Corey, chocolate bar for Corey, to be clear, again? you Who don't have an never? issue with what Al you don't have an issue with what Carol did in this scene or any of what Carol did in this scene. I thought I mean like I said, thinking about more now, but I mean I thought this was more of I thought this was more of a test to see how serious her daughter was yeah, about changing. All, also, in the scene is also then they have a back and forth about right where she's saying, "Oh, I, you know, um, that Sam brings up it's a disease like you just brought up before," and Carol kind of fights back about it. Disease? What? Leukemia is a disease. Obviously, she's drawing from her own issues, right? Her like, okay, died. don't bring up dad. But that doesn't mean just because leukemia is a disease, alcoholism is as well. Like right. Sam's like, yeah, well, She's I'm just saying people say that. You can Google it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but I also think she, with the the wine thing, she also might have wanted to feel better about her, like, having a glass of wine alone. Yes, uh, don't judge like, oh. me for having some wine at night. It's hard to be a person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which. This was, yeah, a fin- this was a fantastic scene. Aren't, aren't you guys glad I chose this uh, suggestion as a chef? <laughs> Thank it, you, Corey. You really know how to pick them as well. You know, if it's, it's I get if you're, you're having a hard time, you're struggling. If it's so hard to be a person that you have to have a, a, this glass of wine in front of your daughter that's three days sober, um, then maybe you have a problem as well. Right. Yeah. Very well. I'm sorry. To maybe. She may, may well have a, a problem and, and most likely. This is what she may have done with her husband every night, you know, at the end, you know, drink, you know, having a glass of wine. And maybe this is part of how how Sam wound up, you know, no, well, knowing about alcohol, but, you know, the idea of that it was OK. And then without the balance and the structure of her mother saying this is this is as much as you should or whatever, having that conversation, she went overboard dealing with all the different things of, you know, losing a boyfriend to a best friend, her father dying and, you know, life not being as good as it should have been with her being, you know, super smart and the best in her class and everything. So, I mean, there's all these things in how you deal with things, you know? Yeah. I am wondering if, I mean, we'll see going forward if the mother's going to, you know, apologize for any of this stuff, but I do think it's like, even this whole tension between them doesn't make it easier on Sam to not want to go drink. Um, She says like, uh, you know, I'm doing the best that I can. And the mom says the rest of us has been doing the best we can the whole time you've been drinking. So it's like the mother's holding this resentment um, that that's the way Sam maybe dealt with the father's death or something that 
she the mother's like i had to hold it together or do that or you know i don't know um i yeah um, there's lots of people who are like what i call winos like you know they they may never drink hard liquor they may not never be going out and taking shots but like they come home drink a bottle or two of wine and you could still like have a problem but it, it's it like you know they go to their job and they're sober because it's like mm-hmm. a night oh, nightly lot, routine yeah. and nobody would would think oh yeah they're an alcoholic but like that there's well, lots of different kinds not everybody yeah. is like presenting like sam like drinking vodka yeah. at work <laughs> but, yeah but like i said then sometimes but it does sometimes get to a level where you see like some kind of anger come out or some kind of you know what i mean like it starts yeah. off like oh okay this and that and this and that or you have like a, you know at some kind of function it's like oh okay what what glass of wine are they on and what's gonna happen you know mm-hmm. um so uh sitting uh now they're at the she's sitting at a meeting uh wait you know waiting she sort of freaks out uh she freaks out she seems to be thinking about um you know this whole, it seems like, like run- she's panicking yeah um she walks out runs into james outside and just talks about like there's too many feelings i didn't know there was all these feelings involved in this hey hey what? you okay no what jesus what happened? Didn't know there'd be so much stuff and feelings or whatever. No, 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 that's the worst part, but like a long shot. Just like a bunch of garbage people giving me garbage advice. I don't need that. I could just keep doing exactly what I'm doing and, and one day write an autobiography of a trash bag featuring me because I am an expert, you know, like I'm one of them. Some of you real, uh, that's a terrible idea. You shouldn't write that. That's a bad book. It's a real bad book. <laughs> I do remember you. Sure you do. No, I do. I kept calling you the Winklevoss twins because you code. And that never made sense because that's two white guys. To be fair, you kept calling me Nora Jones. But do you see how that's not two people? I do. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you in there. Yeah? And she's like, it's like garbage people and this garbage advice. I should just write, you know, an autobiography of a trash bag because that's me. um we we find out she does remember james i guess after like looking him up and this and that um she says no i really do remember you i I was calling you the winklevoss twin he's like right (laughs) and you realize that's two white guys um she's like well you are calling me nora jones Mm, but that's one person you see how that's one person um so i think that's funny i mean so they brought the and they brought the humor back because he did coding (laughs) Yeah, the well, humor back at this point. It was entirely absent in the because there was basically there was humor present in every scene up until the one between Carol and Sam, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was really effective. I'm curious how often they do that throughout the series where they just take it out of the equation. But I, I did think, yeah, James in the scene was very funny. Well, the two of them were. Yeah, and James says, "All right, I'll see you in there." So I feel like that. Part of that sort of gets her to go back in. Um, we see the calendar four days. Um, she's getting ready for work, putting you know, putting on the apron for the supermarket, and she said, "Well, I got to make my bed." So it seems like she's following this advice for Olivia, and that, that's where the first episode ends. All right, yeah. So 
basically we I feel like there was a lot to delve into in this first episode. We're gonna keep talking about the second episode and put out a, a part two here for this, uh, just to separate it a little bit. Uh, you know, on that, even though we did bring up uh, some points in there, but uh, I want to say thank you for listening. And if you want to check out more of our stuff, obviously, um, our social medias, you don't know Jackie, Jackie podcast on Twitter. You can write us an email. You don't know Jackie podcast at gmail.com. We have a squid game podcast, yellow jackets podcast. We have a, uh, you don't know Jackie podcast. Uh, this is uh, a, you don't know Jackie view. Now we're doing, and would love to hear any, uh, comments or things, you know, what you think about this show, or, you know, if you see any other shows on the horizon that you think would be interesting to us, uh, thanks to Corey, Jackie, Rachel, Jackie, Brandon for joining me. Uh, I want to say also, yeah, for help with substance use issues, visit findtreatment.gov or call 1-800-662-HELP. And uh, just a shout out, we do have a Patreon that you don't know Jackie on Patreon and a shout out to our patrons, James L, Rona J, Amy R, John M, Cassie M, Marie N and Anastasia M. Thanks guys. Anyone wants to uh, support us, there's a $1 level and a $2 level and what kind of shows you like. And we'd love to hear from you uh, in any way. So thank you. We hope you enjoyed the epi. Bye. Bye. Corey said BRB. <laughs> you saw. I don't know, in the, oh. I don't know what that means. Um, but <laughs> Jackie, Rachel, like, do you remember when you were like, what are we going to talk about with the show? <laughs> I'm like, how long have we been talking? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a half hour episode so far. And like, you know, um, to, like, I was like, oh, yeah. This won't be a long, long Wait, long Rachel, time. after watching both episodes, you thought there would be no ground to cover? Yeah, I literally said that to Jackie. I was like, yeah, but like, what's our talk about? She's like, what, like well, what are we going to predict? If, she's like, if anything, we could just sit, like, go along and give the synopsis or whatever and comment. And I was like, okay. <laughs> That's funny. What are we going to predict? <laughs> yeah, just like, well, because, well, I mean, <laughs> Yellow Jacket was like half theories. <laughs> <laughs> At what point, what episode do, at, at what point do Sam and James get together? <laughs> right. Well, that's what I said. There is a prediction of that. What about what happens with the boyfriend? What happens with, yeah, I mean, okay. Yeah. My joke was like, when's she going to fall off the wagon again? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Right. Well, gonna... that's just it. What I read is, what I read is the first season, I'm sorry, the first season follows the first it's basically tracking the first year of her sobriety so Hmm. does she stay sober this first season Mm -hmm. or for the first year or will she relapse